Do you struggle to find answers to your pelvic health problems? Do you feel silenced in your quest to just feel better? Women, girls, sisters, if you have experienced infertility, PCOS, incontinence, painful periods, sexual trauma, and so much more associated with the pelvis, then Women's Pelvis Wellness is a place for you. Me and experts from around the world are joining here to get you the answers to the holistic health that you have been seeking. Please join us in being a pelvis wellness warrior. Thank you for joining us today again on Women's Pelvis Wellness. And today we have a special guest, Dawn Bennett, who is the owner of Touch Remedies. And she's an author. And one of the things that she does um, in her business is EFT, which is also called tapping. So today she's going to be talking to us about several things. Um, and I'm really excited about this because I, I enjoy doing this uh, myself. So I'm excited to share it with everybody else. So thanks for being with us. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. And I'm super excited, especially because after writing The Touch Crisis, about how to really communicate um, what you want and need around touch, but also how to do the self-work around what is it that's holding you back from getting the touch that you want. Whether and Handshakes, to hugs, to snuggles with your partner, mm -hmm. and how do you get what you want, but also... How do you heal whatever's preventing you from asking for what you want? So you can really come forward with your own power and your own strength and your own ability. Um, because us as women, we as women need to speak our mind and speak our truth. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, no, I was just going to say, so just share with us a little bit about how you got to um, kind of where you are now. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing body work for 20 plus years. So I basically, I've started out as a massage therapist and it was really interesting the way that I got into it because I got into it through a class, through a Tai Chi class. And this guy was like, oh, you should, you know, I, I'm drawn to tell you something because I'm reading this book, right? So I started uh, doing energy work with some of the nurses in the program at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, and that's how I got into massage therapy. And as I started working with people on this really um, personal level, right, giving massage to women is a really personal thing, right? They're getting the nurturing they need, they're asking for what they want. But I found that a lot of the physical stuff that we carry Right. It's also related to our emotions, right? So this led me into the idea of, well, how do I help women heal their emotions at the same time they're healing their body? And how do I get them to understand what it is that they want and that they need? So that led me to a career in classical homeopathy. So I went back to school and I became a homeopath because that works with the mind-body connection really, really well. And, and, and kind of the whole system as a whole, like what are our fears, what are our phobias, you know, what did we learn from um, past. Um, I also went to something called the Hoffman process, which is a whole week-long process where you sit down and you look at 
what came from my mom, what came from my dad, what came from my step-parents or my guardians, if anything, I, what beliefs suit or don't suit me, right? So I did a lot of that healing process for myself. Sure. And what I loved about all this work is that I found ways to help people, but they're always reliant on me. Yep. Right. Which is, I mean, it's lovely in a way, but it's like, no, my, my like passion is to empower others to be themselves and to like be able to be strong. And so I found EFT, which is stands for emotional freedom techniques. People also know as tapping, right? So you might see videos where people are like tapping or they're tapping on their fingers or they're tapping Mm -hmm. on their spots. Right. So I learned this. I'm like, this is it. Like this Anybody can take and learn basic tapping for themselves. So when you're in emotional turmoil, when you're stressed out, you're angry at your kids, you're upset at your partner, you're lonely, right? Anything you can do, you're craving food, you're craving alcohol, right? You can do the tapping and it helps bring you into a place of calm and clarity and confidence and choice so you can step forward into your own power and make really conscious decisions. And it actually makes permanent changes in the brain. So that's how I got to this point. Um, And I was doing speaking engagements for a network organization called Polka Dot Powerhouse, as you know. And um, everyone's like, I was talking about touch and how to touch with intention and touch with love and how to, you know, feel the touch that you want. And everyone's like, you should write a book on this. I was like, I'm not going to write a book. What do I have to write about? (laughs) And it kept coming up and coming up and coming up. That's how I ended up writing The Touch Crisis is because there was such a strong need for it. And this was even pre-COVID, right? And now COVID's happened. People are really aware of now they're getting overwhelmed with touch because they've got family everywhere or they're lacking it because they don't have anybody in their household, not even like a little furry snuggle from a dog or a cat, right? So, yeah. And, you know, I, I am, you know, still, I'm open. I'm working, you know, as a massage therapist and doing some virtual things. Um, but obviously the bulk of my business is hands-on and, um, I mean, I gotta, I gotta admit when those clients come in that want a hug, I'm like, Oh, thank you so much because I miss it. Even though I'm massaging them and I'm touching them and like there is touch, but I'm not receiving touch. I am receiving totally. I am receiving um, healing just as they are. Cause it's just that exchange, but oh, I just need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so empowering for everybody to be able to ask for one and receive. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously now it's, you know, it's much harder and you do have to be much more careful, but for sure. But there's still creative ways to do it, right? For I mean, sure. If you're hugging with masks on because that's what you want or keeping your face put away. Like even, like I'm telling people, if you don't feel comfortable hugging, you know, sit down and put your bottoms of your feet together. Like that's still skin-to-skin contact. And then you can right. talk, you can look at each other, and yeah. you're still a good distance away, but you're getting that yeah, really intentional loving connection. Yeah. I know. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I really miss her. And um, she's in a high risk category. So she's totally staying by herself. And I'm like, I will put on goggles and a face mask and a bag and gloves. Like, I won't touch you at all. I just, I just want to touch you, but I won't touch you. I'll be fully shielded, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank God I have my kids. 
<laughs> right? Right. Yeah, and one of the tools I've been telling people is, you know, use the tool of self-touch. And by that, I don't mean like, it doesn't have to be anything sexual. It can literally be like closing your eyes and just really intentionally like, oh, just really like intentionally like touching your face and just feeling what it feels like to hold yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and just really nurture yourself, nurture your heart. Like, what does this feel like? Yeah. Or when you're on Zoom, give yourself a little hug. And just close your eyes and talk to the person. Imagine you're giving them a hug, right? Like you can really find ways to kind of quote unquote trick your body into just feeling that, that that loving energy and be connected. Right. Right. Because we're all, we are all connected in these ways. Yeah. Medically and physically and emotionally. Yeah. Mm. I just interviewed um, a woman who um, down in Florida who works a lot with um, people who have experienced sexual trauma and are seeking the healing for that. And she said, one of the things is that, you know, getting them to love their body and respect their body and enjoy their body and be able to find pleasure again um, in safe in ways that they feel safe. And um, one of the things she suggested, which goes right into what you said is to like really just pay attention and be in the moment when you're in the shower and when you're actually washing yourself or when you're putting lotion on after the shower, just mm-hmm. be focused on, you know, how it feels and just kind of, yeah, nurturing yourself. So yeah. It goes right along with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's interesting because with the tapping work we do, the EFT work, I work a lot and I'm actually taking some advanced training right now on like how to want sex again or how to find your soulmate or how to, heal your relationship. And a lot of it comes from that nurturing oneself, understanding what you want and what you need, and then healing those old traumas, right? Whether it be a belief that you picked up from an old relationship or that you picked up. Because like I know for me, one of the, the messages that I always got when I was young, right, is my dad was like, guys only want you for sex, right? Because he was trying to make sure that like, I knew that guys only wanted me for sex. But like in my head, it became like, you are now only valuable for sex. So instead of being like, hey, a warning, like, you know, make your choices wisely. It became like, that is your only purpose, right? So even though it came from this really beautiful space of him trying to protect me, it really challenged me in a lot of my relationships because then... I thought that was my only value yeah. subconsciously. So healing that like made me just so much more open to be able to have good intimacy with my partners because right. I realized like, oh, no, they like me for my intelligence. They like me for my wit. They like me because I'm playful. They like me because of these things. Mm-hmm. And it changed how I was able to interact with them because now it wasn't like this duty or this need, like, oh, I hope I'm good at this so they like me, you know? Right which changed also my body's reactions, right? Because sometimes if we're not getting pleasure in sex or in intimacy or in touch, or even in talking, it can be because of these sometimes well-intentioned, sometimes not well-intentioned things we learned in childhood, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. My family was very huggy. Yeah, we're all pretty affectionate, so. In fact, when my kids asked me for things, I always say, like, they ask for everything. Like, can I have a drink? Can I go get a snack? Things like that. And I always say, well, it's going to cost you. 
And then they're like, <laughs> and then they're like, okay, mom. And they walk over and they give me a hug and they let me smooch on them a little. And you know, for the, I mean, they're all, they're all really, really great about putting up with all of my touchiness. But I'm like, you guys don't understand. But we've always been like that. I think it probably definitely has increased, you know, now that COVID is happening. But um, yeah, being, you know, 14 and 13 and my youngest one's 10. So he's still really squishy and lovey but the other two it's I, I really really enjoy that I'm like just sit on my lap for two minutes okay yeah. <laughs> just pretend yeah. that you're little again for two minutes <laughs> it's lovely yeah I grew up in a very um a huggy and touch forward family as well you know we were very affectionate lots of hugs and lots of little kisses and snuggles and you know, even now, like on Thanksgiving, my dad was teaching me how to play 500. And there's this picture of me like holding my cards and like snuggling up against my dad while he's trying to tell me what cards to play, you know, and it's just, it's how we've always communicated. And I love it. Yeah. But you're kind of the same with my nephews where sometimes they're like, like when I haven't seen them for a while, they're so like, oh, Auntie Dawn, they give me all these hugs. And then after they see me for an hour, I'm like, can I have a hug? They're like, no, I got I'm going to go watch football. Like, right. <laughs> okay, I respect your decision to not hug me because I want you to put <laughs> boundaries for when you have girlfriends, right? So I want you to be able to say yes and no as well because yeah. then are their yes and no, but I'm going to poke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No, yeah, I get that for sure. Oh. So how does, because, you know, this is women's pelvis wellness. Mm-hmm. And this is also, you know, about energy. So let's relate, you know, tapping to the pelvis. Yes. So when we work with like people with pelvis issues, whether it be like symptoms, whether it be like numbness, lack of awareness, like whatever it is, like, so let me just um, make up an example. So say that like you want to get in a relationship, right? And you're just like, oh, well, everyone tells me that, you know, if I get in a relationship, I'm going to have to be this way or that way or be sexual or whatever, right? That can actually impact our hormonal cycle, right? It can impact how our uterus responds. It can impact how we're actually be able to have sex or not have sex, right? So one of the things I really love for women to do is before they're even, or if you're in a relationship, it doesn't matter, right? But tune into what's going on down there. Right. right. Like, and even if you don't know, right. So just imagine, for example, like talking to your uterus or talking to your ovaries or whatever. Um, and just imagine having a conversation with them. And the way that tapping can help is you can actually, there's a whole process that I do of teaching people basic tapping to release emotion, but also you can just tap through points and just say, okay, you're just like, what is it that you're feeling today? And as you tap, you just tune in. And what will happen for most people is they'll start getting, you know, you just let your mind float wherever you want, right? Yeah. You can say like, oh, I'm talking about uterus, but you might hear your mom say something about, oh God, my period, I hate my period, just wait till you get your period, you're gonna hate it, right? And like that will pop in your head and you're like, wow. So when I was seven or eight, I learned to hate my period. Right. Well, no wonder my uterus is upset. No wonder I get cramps every time I get my period. Yeah. You know, and then you can do this, like this tapping. So I'll teach you. Yeah. So I was just going to mention, so the, um, the podcast, it, 
this recording will go on YouTube, but mm -hmm. also the podcast is audio only. It's so, audio yeah, only. Yeah. That's so okay. yeah. So we'll have to like, you know, actually and unless you unless you check it out on YouTube. Then yeah. you can watch the video. But yeah. So but I can also say it. like people you can tap like the top of your head, right? right. And say yeah. like, even though I have these cramps, right? I accept that my body is showing me something, or this is this is what my body is doing, right? And then tap between your eyes. Tap the side of your eye, like at your temple. Tap under your eye on your cheekbone where you'd put blush or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Tap under your nose, between your nose and your mouth. Tap under your mouth, between your mouth and your chin. And you can find videos online anyway, right? right? And yep. videos have different points. I've got videos up. Um, under the collarbone is another one. And under the arm, kind of like where your bra line would be, that's another popular one. Those are like the basic points that a lot of people use for tapping sure. and the ones that we're doing research on, right? So you can literally tap, like even though I have these cramps, I mean, normally I'd start the side of the hand, but it doesn't matter, right? You're tapping. I just want you to tap and just, there's no super wrong way to do it. You can just say, even though I'm having these cramps, I accept my body, right? Or I'm open. If you don't accept your body, I'm open to accepting my body and just tap through these points and say, I'm open to accepting my body. I'm open to accepting what my pelvis is doing, right? I'm open to accepting my period. I'm open to accepting these cramps. And just alone doing that tapping while you're saying these statements to yourself will help shift some of the brain patterns, right? Because it actually sends vibrations into the brain, into the fight flight system. It brings calm, it changes your hormonal levels. So all of these things can not only help bring you awareness, but they can help you heal from some of these emotional things. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you don't know what the amygdala of the brain is, you should research it. <laughs> <laughs> you should check it out. And uh, yeah, learn about the fight and flight. And um, you know, what we have been learning, what I've been learning certainly through this year and through just doing interviews um, for the podcast is that there is a lot of elevated cortisol going on. There are a lot of people in fight or flight right now. <clears throat> um, so, you know, it's, it's really about learning to stay in your body, really paying attention to your breath, staying grounded um, so that you can, you know, remain calm and tapping is a really good way to do that. And then when you combine tapping with, you know, other therapies like sauna or energy healing um, in some other fashion like Reiki, it just kind of magnifies it. So that's great. Absolutely. Yeah, because tapping works with the Chinese meridian system, right? We're tapping on meridian points. So not only are we working with the brain, we're working with that energetic system. Yeah. Yeah. It's really deep in that one. I love it. I just, I've become a total tapping geek. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was sharing um, with a client about it and we just, you know, really quick looked up a video on YouTube and we just, I just kind of walked through it with her. And I was, I was just amazed at how much better I felt and I wasn't even focused on me and I wasn't really, you know, I mean, I was making sure, you know, I was obviously paying attention, more attention to her because you know, she was paying for it. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of part of the healing session that day. And um, yeah, I was like, this is so great. Why don't, why don't I just do this all the time? 
Right. You know why? Why wouldn't I do this all the time? It's so <laughs> it's quick. You know, it's not hard. You just have to think of, you know, a positive, repetitive statement that you, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and they call that borrowing benefits. So even when I teach EFT in classes, like I'm doing a loneliness class or I do different classes for different things or just teaching people so they can lose, use it for themselves, I often just make up a situation, right? But mm-hmm. the thing is we all have similar emotions, right? We all experience grief and fear and sadness and anxiety. Like these sure. all come up in different ways. So no matter what you're tapping on, our job of our brain is to relate whatever we're experiencing to something else that it already knows, right? That's mm-hmm. what the brain does, which is why, you know, when you drive down the road, right, you start relating, oh, this is there, that's there, that's there. Or someone starts talking to you and you start relating them to another situation or another person or another belief system, right? Our brain is always making these associations. So the lovely thing about tapping is even when you're not tapping on your own stuff, your brain's like, oh, this, this is kind of like the thing that you dealt with back there, right? So even subconsciously, it's working, which is the lovely thing about working with trauma. So when I work with women with sexual trauma and abuse trauma, the lovely thing is I don't have to be like, so tell me all about what happened to you. Right. Right. Yeah. So they don't have to relive it. No, let's tap. Yeah. So even like, let's title it. So let's just tap on the title, like, oh, the Wednesday night. And you tap on just the title of this, this neutral title that has nothing, I mean, not much to do with anything. Your brain knows what you're working on. So you don't need to tell me what's going on about it. So explain that to me a little bit more. You said a Wednesday night? Yeah, like, like let's say you got, you know, you know, that you and your boyfriend broke up on a Wednesday night, right? You can oh. look, and then it was super traumatizing to you because you're super upset and, may, you know, you got hit or whatever. He threatened something to you. You can then tap on, you know, this Wednesday night, this Wednesday night, or I tap between your eyes this Wednesday night, you know, on the side of the eye, that Wednesday night, under the eye, that Wednesday night. You don't have to tell me the whole story of what happened, you know, because your brain knows what it is. Right. So we kind of sneak up on all these things and we can work on them so they're not so traumatizing without people reliving, which I think is really helpful. Yeah. Why it works so well with veterans and stuff too. Yes. It's the same thing with Reiki. Yeah. I say that all the time. That's one of my taglines is, you know, you don't have to relive to release. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah, it is. It's amazing because um, I know just for my own purposes or my own experience, um, I did EMDR um, and I don't even remember what those, all those letters stand for, but you know, it has something to do with eye movement and holding these little paddles that vibrate. And again, it's, it's keeping you in your body, but it's helping your brain connect things faster so you can process it faster so you can release it faster. Yep. So this is all really good stuff. And, you know, a huge part of this, obviously, you know, again, with energy, relating it back to those first three chakras, what they all stand for. I talked about that so many times in my podcast and stuff. So I won't recap all of that again, but it has, I mean, it has everything to do with, like I said, our humanness on this earth right now. And I mean, all of the things that we've been talking today help release. So that's, that's really, really beneficial to you know, the changes that are happening this year, you know? Yeah. yeah. And even, like, astrologically, we're called, we're being called to make these huge changes with, and especially now, you know, December 21st, we're going to have these conjunctions. 
new moons, new moon, full moon, solstice, you know, the whole, everything's coming together. And like, we are energetically being called to step into our power so we can heal ourselves and our communities and our relationships and our children, right? And generationally, generationally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing too that, um, you know, I was so earlier, probably, well, most of this year, but it probably didn't really start shifting until about two and a half months ago. Um, I was doing a lot of healing generationally, like purposely, you know, like healing all that generational stuff. And it really got to be so overwhelming for me and so hard and kind of taking me away from other aspects of my life. And I, and I realized that their healing is not my responsibility. My healing is my responsibility. So like I was consciously trying to bring it forward to heal everybody else's crap when really I need to be focusing on me and getting me healthier. And then that just kind of automatically ripples out, you know? (laughs) And I know that in my head, it was just, I was making making so many strides and there was like so many things were releasing. And and at first it was really great. And then it just got to be too heavy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's really funny that you say that Amy, because I had, my dad had cancer. He got diagnosed with his fourth round of cancer this May, right? And all my intuition was like, if he does, if he does chemo, he's going to die. Like, he's not going to make it through, right? Like, and it was so strong and so clear and all this stuff. And I've been doing a lot of healing work on myself, my relationships. You know, I'm going through the soulmate course. I'm going, as I go through these relationship courses, right? I'm healing my old relationships. And my dad's cancer free. And I was like, is my intuition wrong? And my therapist was like, no, by healing yourself, you healed him too. And I was like, hmm. So it is true that yeah. we don't even have to intentionally. In fact, it's sometimes more pure to heal ourselves. Right. And really work on ourselves. And that will have an impact. Right. Yeah. Backwards and forwards. Yes. Because time's only linear in our human brain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Sometimes it can be a little bit like, Yeah. Well, mind-blowing. So why don't you share a little bit about um, like what you do in your business because I know it's touch remedies. So you do more than, I mean, you do massage, you do the EFT and what else do you do? So I also open classes, unfortunately, right now they're all online sure. um, on how to help people be aware of their touch needs and wants and desires and what's preventing that. Sure. So what did you learn? Where are your fears? Where are your traumas, your roadblocks, your subcon, you know, your religious training, your societal training, whatever it is. So I guide people in these classes to not only explore that emotionally for themselves, but also to find healthy ways to incorporate touch in a way that's powerful for them in their own lives. So we do little things like we take like a pine cone, right? You can take like something like really like a pine cone or a rock and like touch your, touch your arm with it and like rub it up and down your arm and say, okay, can I receive pleasure from this pine cone? Like, can I have it touch me in a way that it feels good to me? Mm -hmm. And it's a way of just really a understanding how our body our own individual bodies pick up sensation, right? But also 
opening up our idea to like, I, every time something touches me, it could bring me pleasure. Right. Like happiness, joy, calm, centered, whatever it is, whatever that pleasure means for you. Right. You know, like you said, yes, like you said with the other podcast with the lotion, right? Washing yeah. your body in the shower. Um, all of those things are ways to nurture yourself, receive pleasure, but they're also opening up your touch pathways. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you're come to somebody else and you, you get into a relationship or you're trying to work on your level of intimacy or what you want in your pelvis or even feeling inside your own body, like, oh, I'm feeling this pain. So being like, dang you, pain. You're like, okay, pain, what are you trying to show me right now? Right. What can I do for you? What will make you feel better? Or even sometimes it's just accepting it, right? Putting your hand there and just saying like, I'm sorry you're hurting right now. And I'm kind of, you know, whatever. Like, I'm sorry you're hurting right now and it's hurting me too, but I understand, right? That pain yeah. right now is going to be part of the process. And I'm open to letting go of the pain. Right. So even bringing your awareness to your own body and acceptance, right? If you, like, it's part of energy. If we're fighting against it, like, oh, make the pain go away, make the pain go away, make the pain go away. Sure. Sometimes it gets worse because it's like, hey, no, no, I need you to deal with this. I need you to deal with the emotion you've hidden here. I need you to deal with the situation you've hidden here. I need you to deal with whatever. And so when you sink into that acceptance energetically and emotionally, often those things will dissipate yeah, or change. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. And again, you know, I, we always talk about body awareness, like really being aware of your body, really feeling into your body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are all really, really great ways to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's something that just popped in my mind and left. Um, Just remember too, when you are dealing with your body, we are always in the process of change, right? Like energy is always moving. It's always changing. So sometimes one of the easiest ways to come to acceptance is just tuning in and just knowing, okay, this sucks right now, or it's numb right now, or it's really overactive right now. And oh my God, like, you know, like it's really lovely and beautiful, but don't cling to that. Or this is really awful and sucky. And don't like hate that, right? Just like understand that energy is going to keep moving and it'll change. Yeah. You know? And so by not also clinging to the really joyful, beautiful, lovely, intense in this lovely way part, right? We can also find ease and grace and letting go of some of the painful, harder, more challenging, more emotionally um, frustrating or stuck spaces as well. Right? Really that energy to keep moving in all directions. Yeah, awesome. That's really great. So yeah, just to run through those points again, it's the top of the head. Top of the head. Yep. Between the eyes. Between the eyes. Yep. Yep. Side the eyes at the temple. Yep. Yep, under the eyes at the cheekbone. Under the nose, between the nose and the mouth. Yep. Under the mouth, between the mouth and the chin. Under the collarbone. It's kind of that soft spot, you know, side of the kind of side of the sternum, breastbone. Yep. And then under the arm, kind of where the bra line is. Sure. And those are the general points. You know, we usually start if we're doing a whole process. I usually start the side of the hand, like the pinky, that soft, meaty spot. Sure. 
and this is where we usually say like, you know, even though I'm feeling like, what are, what are you feeling? What are you thinking about? What's your emotion about it? And then having an acceptance phrase, like I'm open to accepting myself. I accept how I feel. And then we go through all the points. But like I said, just tapping on the points with awareness of what's your emotion, where is it in your body, mm-hmm. will really shift things, will move that energy for you. So what, what, I mean, is it a big deal? And I know the answer to this, but I'm just asking this for other people. So is it a big deal if you forget a point or if you're in a position where like, I don't know, maybe you're sitting in really tight quarters and you're having anxiety and you can only tap the side of your hand? Right. No, it doesn't matter. And in fact, if you look at YouTube videos, you'll see people tapping the sides of their fingers and the back of their head. There's all, there's all kinds of points, right? Right. The reasons I use those points are for, um, uh, because that's what they use in research. And I use different ones when I'm one-on-one with people, right? Depending on what we're working on. I I tell people to do stealth tapping. So yeah, you can tap the side of your hand on the table. You can tap your fingertips together. Some people do this naturally, right? So you can just drop your hands on the table. Or for people that are sensitive to touch, like people that are autistic or people that don't like tapping, maybe the tapping really, you can rub the points. So you can even, even very stealthily like cross your arms, right? Like as if you're angry, maybe you are angry, you're in a fight. And you can be rubbing that point underneath your, underneath your armpit with one hand, and you can be rubbing your chin with your other hand or rubbing your chest with the other hand, right? Rubbing underneath those collarbones and just rubbing those points to help right. regulate yourself. Mm-hmm. If you have an itch on the side of your eye, right? So, oh man, that, that spot in my glasses. Oh God, that spot in my glasses. And you just rub your temples, mm-hmm. right? And it really can help you. And the more you're doing tapping, the more your body will be like, oh, this thing. I know this thing. Right, right, you know? yeah. But um, yeah, I really encourage people to do what, that, stealth, that stealth work with themselves to help themselves regulate. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like learning about this stuff. And actually, I was looking through just my own personal um, movies and books. I was trying to find something the other day. And I have like the whole DVD set on EFT and I didn't even, I didn't, I'm like, where did this come from? I don't even remember how I got it, but someone must have given it to me along the way. So I was like, Ooh, I can watch this now. Um, Yeah. So that's awesome. I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. If you would just, I wanted you to quick uh, mention your book again and where they can find it. And then also just share with the audience how they can connect with you and find you. Sure. The book is called The Touch Crisis. You can find it on Amazon. Um, my name is Dawn Bennett. There's a bunch of other touch books out there too. Well, they usually deal with more science, but that's where you can find it. Um, I'll have one coming out on how to work with kids and how to work in relationships with touch as well sometime next year. Um, they can find me. My website is touchremedies.com. So that's the best way to find me, but it's like Instagram, Facebook, all those have touch remedies as my handle. Um, and even on Eventbrite. So if you're interested in learning tapping, I do really inexpensive classes, like seven, $8 to learn tapping for yourself. And I'll tell stories, I'll teach you how to do it. So that way you can see the points, experience the points and really get an understanding of the science of it or the energy of it. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. That's really great. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge and experience with us today. It's and that's over. awesome that your classes are so reasonable. Yeah. I think that would be really beneficial for people to do, you know, during this time to kind of, because I mean, just the holidays are usually stressful anyways, but this year is 
you know, extra. So anything we can do to kind of help ourselves stay grounded and centered would be great. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something, you know, that you can use with your family members. A lot of people are connecting with family members over Zoom and their family members are lonely. They're in a nursing home or whatever. You can tap with your family members to help them calm down. So it's really accessible, which is why it's my passion to teach it to everybody. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Dawn, for being with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for joining me today on Women's Pelvis Wellness, where you can be heard. Because remember, if you're not being heard, you're not being helped. Please join my Facebook group by the same name, Women's Pelvis Wellness, and join a community of women who are there for you to support you, guide you, and love you through your pelvic health struggles. Also, this is a great place to check out my new class schedule. Thank you for joining me in becoming a pelvis wellness warrior.